With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. I love LA. We love it. I love LA. We love it. At an homage to the Los Angeles Dodgers, I was going to toot the horn of the wonderful start for L.A. until Joe Kelly decided that he wanted to screw that up by ruining Ross Stripling's uh, shutout that he had going, as well as blowing the lead a second time when Dave Roberts decided to try and let him uh, redeem himself. So a uh, rough start for Joe Kelly to blow two leads in one game, not the uh, auspicious beginning that the Dodgers were hoping for. But anyway, everyone, thanks for tuning into the show. Uh, JP, I don't know if you've covered any material yet, I know that uh, we had a little slight delay here, a little snow delay, a little weather delay. It's snowing here in Colorado. Uh, wonderful little reprieve here to remind us of winter before we uh, head headlong into summer and the brutal 95-degree temperatures. Although, hey, much better than my hometown where it's going to be 115 or 120. <laughs> so, uh, roads were good, JP, or uh, Nate driving up? Yeah, yeah, roads were fine. Uh, you know, there were some wet spots here and there, but uh, – yeah, just uh, kind of weird after two back-to-back 70-degree days to wake up to uh, some snow on the ground. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, uh, you know, it's about right time to start running again, and then all of a sudden you got to stop. So, um, And, uh, JP, how was the uh, weather down there at the Veranda High Point? Do you get a lot of snow? You know, we, we got a, a dusting of snow. The pool is actually empty right now, which I'm really pissed off about. So I'm looking at the pool. It's only on the, uh, the brush. and What's that? Cannonball. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll break my neck if I do that. <laughs> exactly. But we got a little uh, the, the brush that's still out by the pool. We do we do have a little snow on it. I got to tell you, it was 76 the other day while I was driving around. I was sweating my butt off, and I don't like it. Yeah. But, hey, the good news is that baseball season is in full swing. Yeah. The NCAA tournament is coming down to the Final Four. Sure. And uh, we also would like to preview for our listeners out there basically what we kind of see happening this baseball season in terms of where the divisions will end up. And if we've got it uh, off the top of our heads, maybe we'll run over who we think might win the awards uh, for each week. Cool. So, uh, not an not an easy task by any means, but a fun one. And uh, so I think we should start off with the NCAA. And you know, I see you know Duke won again, and Duke did move forward, but that's the second game in a row that Duke like barely squeezed by. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of shocking to me that they're they're running into this, and without Zion Williams, they, there's no way they'd still be alive. No way. Or or would they be better because they wouldn't be relying on him? I don't know. No, because I think they've shown when they were without him, they didn't do well. Yeah. Right. Did he got if you remember that shoe? Though, right? He had that shoe blowout and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just blowout hurt around the world. They lost at least once, if not twice, during that. That match. Uh, guys, they actually lost. Uh, they they lost twice to North Carolina. They lost that game. They lost the other game. They're four and eight. Well. I'm sorry, their last eight games, they won four of them by one point or less. Wow. So, in the last games they played, they're not playing very well basketball. But they're winning. Right. doesn't matter how, how you that. get there, right? It matters if you get there. So That's why I didn't pick them to win. I figured that Zion would get hurt before the end of the tournament, and that would do it for them. However, uh, my other two brackets, I had North Carolina – and well, that's an uh, that, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> and I do still have one bracket live with Gonzaga, and it's about a 50-person pool, and I'm currently in 12th, but I have a chance to finish in first still. 
That's always good. You always have that, that max points yeah. still be as high as anyone my, else. Yeah, my back, max points are like 355 <laughs> or something in that league, and I can win. That's we'll weird see. how different the county is. Like in my ESPN uh, tournament bracket, I, I have yeah, I have 1,560 yeah. points available. So. Yeah, this one's weird. I uh, I still have all four of my final four uh, alive, I think. I think I have Kentucky, not North Carolina, out of that division. So I know I picked Purdue in my final four. Mm-hmm. So they have to win one more game. I can't believe it. I I had Purdue going out in the second round because, man, the Minnesota had their number this year. Minnesota beat them twice. Minnesota's barely a top 50 team, in my opinion. Well, it's all about the matchups, right? No, it is. It, for whatever reason, Minnesota just must match up well with them. Uh, but I figured, oh, if Minnesota's beating them <laughs> twice, they're going to lose to somebody early. But they have. I think it's just like fantasy baseball. They, you know? yeah, they surprise me. You don't have to have the best team. Uh, you have to have the best team compared to the team you're playing that week. So, you know, that always brings up an interesting point with fantasy uh, sports, which is, do you is your top score your best team, or do they have the least points against? You know, it's always kind of a a yin yang. I mean, usually you have to be a decent scoring team. Well, I think it's both. I mean, if you at the end of the year in all three sports, if you look at that point differential, that's typically the playoff teams. So well, I was just you thinking, have, I was thinking fantasy sports. Oh, I see. I see. Sorry. I, no, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, yeah, at the end of the season, all the playoff teams typically score more than they, than they give up. And that, you know, that's how you determine who the playoff teams. Now I know there's been a few times in baseball where there's been teams that have, you know, had more, uh, runs against than runs scored and made the playoffs. And I'm sure it's happened in the other two sports as well, but uh, it's it's more rare. Uh, definitely not common to yeah. to have your run differential be negative in the in MLB. MLB right? MLB. Yeah, so, yeah, um, it's unusual. We should run over our trivia question. GP, did you do you happen to have the notes and do the trivia question, or are you not logged in? Uh, you know, I am not logged in right now. I was looking for it, and then my internet went kind of collapsed on me when you guys were having all your problems there. Hey. All good. I I got you maybe, back. Maybe it's all. Maybe it's just Comcast. Maybe Comcast is an internet thing. Just all screwed. It could be. Well, we decided. That's uh, what I have. I have Comcast. Okay. Yeah. We we decided to go the baseball route, obviously due to the time of year. So, here's the question: On opening day, the Los Angeles Dodgers set a record by hitting eight home runs. What was the previous record? And who were the two teams? And it, it's weird. I actually went through a few different websites to find the answer to that because I, mean, I had heard that it was a record. So I wanted to see, like, why it was a record. But you couldn't find who the old record was and for a while. Right. I, yeah. Everybody just say it was a new record was broken because they heard somebody else say that, but they didn't actually see what the record was. Right. And then I finally found one site, and they said uh, the most since the live ball era. And it's like, well, okay. Live ball era started in like 1920, but that doesn't tell me what the old record was. Yeah. And so I finally found it on another site. When? Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder when they consider the start of the live ball era. Does it post? You know, guys, I, I just think it might be 1940. I think you're right. I think it's no, right no, 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 when it's the war. That, it's not that old. Not that, not that late. Isn't it? Okay. I don't think so, because the live ball era was Ruth. That's true. That and is murder, true. Murder's Row was nineteen twenty. So then it had to be around like nineteen fifteen. Then, like 19- I'm guessing nineteen twenty. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, I'll look it up. Nineteen twenty nine is when the, the the Murder Row Yankees, right? So I guess I would say if everybody out there has the answer, go ahead and give us a call nine two nine four seven seven three two zero four. If not, we'll be uh, trying to Google that if possible and uh, get you an answer. Um, let's see. So sorry, I got this thing kind of out of order here. Marcus nails it. 1920? Yeah. Yeah, I, wow. well, I, I, I'm kind of cheating because obviously that website said since 1920 in the live ball era. Oh, so well, there you go. You, that's why I make that assumption. But, I mean, they didn't actually say that's when it started. Got it. Yep, dead ball era from basically the start of baseball to 1919 or to 1920, and then 1920 to now. And what's interesting is that in your 20s, your balls are very lively, but when you hit your 70s, yes. so that's when the balls yes. are a little dead, so, uh, or at least the <laughs> swimmers are. Uh, so, you know, uh, I don't know if March Madness was good these last two days. I hope so. I have been obsessed with baseball. I'm so excited to play, watch baseball again. Dodgers have been looking real good uh, except for Joe Kelly as I mentioned earlier and my fantasy team is actually playing well which makes it a lot more exciting and uh, I'm not sure what, what do you got what are you showing me there 
Oh, he's the squirrel sleeping in the thing. So my dog, uh, Betty's <laughs> a little quirky, and uh, she's just easily agitated by the, the wildlife. And there's this little uh, squirrel that just haunts her. And it's it's quite entertaining because it'll it run the along. Same squirrel. It's the same it squirrel. Was there when I was there, and, and it was it would make noise whenever she stopped paying attention to it. So we have this huge uh, ash tree in our backyard, probably fifty foot, sixty foot tree. But uh, he kind of run. He'll run down the trunk and then run back up and just taunt Betty. We have this little plant hanger. It's probably about six feet up. My wife just sent me a picture of the squirrel taking a nap in the in the holder. It's literally its eyes are closed. Isn't it cold? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a squirrel, so maybe they just live in. That's I just so I thought they weird. I thought they like burled up into their little cave areas, and uh, they live inside trees, right? I think they try to when it's cold, you yeah. know. I don't know. I have I don't I've never see a squirrel nest, <laughs> you know. I guess I never really yeah. looked. They yeah they build them. But uh, I do remember when I was uh, when I was watching Betty that 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 squirrel went out of its way to drive her absolutely yeah it's berserk. it's pure entertainment yeah. Um, now, did you guys see the basketball games on Thursday? Because, I mean, I barely. I don't think there was any huge surprises. Well, I'm sorry, there was. Texas Tech beating Michigan was kind of a shocker. I, like I was saying earlier, I have Purdue going to the Final Four, so that didn't shock me that much. Tennessee was playing pretty darn well, and they had been for a couple of games. So Yeah. Um, and then Zags won, Virginia won over Oregon. That's not a shock. I kind of, but man, Oregon gave them a fight, and they're that's a good team. Yeah. That's a well-coached team. Uh, that's two years in a row. Oregon has pretty, they've outdone themselves. Last year, they went pretty far as a, I think a 12 seed as well. JP, can you confirm that? Uh, you know, I think you're right on that one. They went really far. They made it to the Elite Eight, I, I believe, last year. They came up one shorter this year, didn't have the seniors that they had last year. And uh, my bracket is busted. I had UNC. There's, I, I actually texted you guys my bra- a picture of my bracket. There's so much red on this paper. I'm not sure <laughs> if I'm looking at blood coming off my fingers or what. I just wish I had done a real big money pool because I actually am having one of my better years. But that's probably why, because I didn't care about who I was picking. But uh, yeah, mine was busted the first day. So that was because he can't. No, Nevada, Nevada. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, you had to go in Final Four. I had him Final Four. Yeah, that'll hurt. Yeah, who did. was your UNC as your champion? In that, I mean, I <laughs> dude, I haven't been above like the seventeenth percentile <laughs> since day one in that bracket. Uh, but I do have, like I said, I do have one other bracket. I have Gonzaga winning it, and uh, I have a chance to win it. And it's about 50 people, so it's. Oh, that'd uh, be some good money. Yeah, and it, and you can buy Hopefully up anyway. to three brackets each, so there could be some good dough coming that way. That from that way. Yeah, I know we'll that. See. Uh, I know that Captain Chavez has a uh, $1,300 winning league. Yeah, he's uh, in second place. I just checked it yesterday. Yeah, so doing well, and uh, best of luck out there. Uh, so, wishing him luck. I don't need to wish him luck. Just hope that you hope your teams are playing well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, got this Chavez. So JP, did you see the games on Thursday? Cause like I said, I, I was working late and then I watched baseball and I, I didn't see a thing. You know, I had a, you know, I have three TVs in the living room here. So I had all three TVs on and I watched a little bit of baseball, a little bit of uh basketball. I, I saw pretty much the whole nine yards and I know, Boy, Roy Williams and uh, North Carolina last night. Auburn is no joke, man. Auburn is no joke. Oh, I was actually wondering about the Thursday games. Did you see any of those? Oh, the Thursday games. Um, you know what? I mean, I had Michigan advancing. They obviously did not. Um, MSU did not. obviously how, held how their did own. Did Michigan get rolled? Yes. Yes, they, they did. Lost, they they did. Got- for like 44 points or something? Is that yeah, right? they lost by at least 10. I, I, it was a lot. Well, I'm going to tell you this. The, the, the Thursday night games were pretty much uneventful. I mean, the teams that won, won, and they won big. Yeah, I mean, you know, there. yeah, there There was uh, the Oregon game. How much did Virginia win by? Do you remember well, that? You know, Virginia only won by about five points, I think. I think it was okay. 82 that was 77. That was, a, that was the one game that was close then. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga, Gonzaga kind of made quick work of Florida State, right? Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, I, just I was know that really we... surprised at because Florida State has really two big guys down low that gave yeah. Duke fits all year. I mean, obviously they didn't beat Duke, but they 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 were within uh, ten points of Duke every time they played them. Well, you know, yesterday morning when I was doing my SSS, I was reading an article about uh, five thirty eight, and they were predicting that Michigan State was now the best favorite to win the tournament, not wow. odds like betting wise, just probability. And however they do their statistical analysis or whatever, I thought that was interesting. Well, but I mean, Michigan State did win, so they they're still they got a chance to do it. Well, Marcus, I mean that was going to be. I mean they got to play Duke. Yeah, Michigan State kind of got screwed in the bracket. They have to play Duke to get to the Final Four. If they beat Duke, they're odds on favor to, to win. Well, if there's anybody that can beat Duke, I would think that Michigan State would be a good candidate. I mean that or Virginia. I thought I thought Virginia would have a good shot, but that would have to be in the title game. Yep. Yes. Yes. So that's the way Tech, the brackets lay out. Back um, Texas Tech game is going to be the one to watch. That's going to be some serious points scored in that game. Absolutely. So I mean, I, game. you know, this is the order they have them in, or the or order the bracket, but the games must be so Duke and Auburn must play their two games. Not don't play each other, but their games must be on Sunday, right? Because they played last night. So I'm guessing today is yeah. the Purdue and Gonzaga game. Anybody know? I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, Purdue should be on today. Okay. So Purdue versus versus Virginia. I I don't think Purdue should have I don't think it should be a crazy shock if Purdue is to beat Virginia. Virginia kind of is yeah. a, is kind of a not a brittle team, but they just they they seem to always be a top 10 team, top 20 team every year. And I, you know, especially over the last five or 10 years, they've had the number one seed more than once. Right. Last you know? year they had it. Yeah. They lost so, in the first round. Yeah. Well, yeah, we know how that ended last year, right? Was that the first ever, <laughs> ever 16 yeah. seed to lose? Yeah. Man, first we should take a bet on that mean? one, huh? Yeah. That's, line, uh, baby. That would have paid out nice. Um, so, yeah. So, Virginia, Virginia, Purdue, I think that could go either way. I think that'll be a good one. Duke, Michigan State, as discussed. Uh, Auburn, Kentucky. Uh, JP really likes Auburn, but boy, Kentucky's a uh, force to be reckoned with, obviously, with uh, Big Johnny C. And uh, Gonzaga, Texas Tech. What do you think about that one? Do you think uh, Gonzaga rolls home, or uh, do you think they uh, have some work cut out for them, JP? I think that's going to be one of the more entertaining games of the weekend. Um, those are two teams that can just fly down play. Uh, Texas Tech has been there all year long. I, they saved at the end in the uh, Big 12 championship, but uh, not getting there. Um, but I, I think they're right there with Gonzaga. Gonzaga is great. They beat Duke earlier in Maui this year, back in November. I, I love the matchup. It's going to be a great game. Gonzaga seems to be kind of a sweetheart pick this year. A lot of brackets picking them, you know. They finally got their number one seed, I mean, and they finally got – I mean, they, they were, the, you know, Cinderella for a while, and then they're kind of moving up, and it seems like everybody thinks that this is the year for them to take a step forward, which I think goes against them. I think that they've lived kind of with the Tom Brady-style chip on the shoulder kind of thing and that they're always undervalued or underappreciated, and that helps them kind of rise to the occasion. So I don't know if I – if it'll be a helpful thing for them to be in that number one seed, other than I think that they have one of the easier paths to get to the title game out of, uh, over a lot of other brackets that had at least one other powerhouse in it, you know, because you feel like you've got the Michigan State. Wasn't it Michigan State? Oh, maybe. Which bracket are they in? See, I get the brackets all confused. I was thinking the one bracket has, had UNC and Kentucky, right? JP, put them right. So Duke and Michigan State and uh, another Kentucky one. was with UNC. And Auburn. And Auburn. Okay. So, you know, that, so these, these other divisions, you know, you got a major hurdle you have to get over at some point. And Gonzaga doesn't seem like they have that until they get to the final four. Mm-hmm. So that that's a helpful thing. I but, agree. But I just don't know if the – I don't know if they're suited or if they're used to the lead role, I guess, or being a favorite. I don't know if that'll affect them differently, but best of luck to them. Cause I mean, it'd be nice to see Gonzaga finally get a title. Love to see anybody besides, you know, Duke, UNC, Kentucky, Kansas. I mean, those are the schools I don't want to see get titles because they always seem to get them. So yeah. um, Michigan state JP helped me on this. They haven't won since Martin Cleaves, right? Martin Cleaves. Yeah. Uh, I, I think yeah. you're right there. Um, Michigan state beat Michigan twice to win the big, 
uh, Big Ten Championship. Um, they're playing some of the best ball in the country right now. And I have Duke beating them in my bracket, but you know what? My bracket is so busted, I don't even care. I'm taking Michigan State over Duke. Now, you mentioned Gonzaga. I really like the way Gonzaga had the easiest bracket. Duke had the toughest bracket to go out of. Um, being the number one overall seed in the tournament, Duke had the toughest bracket. Zaga had the easiest bracket. So right now, Gonzaga, um, as we sit, it's going to be at 4.09 our time on TBS. Uh, that game will go off. And um, it's going to be a shootout. I, I look at Texas Tech and Gonzaga as being a shootout. Purdue's going to play Virginia at 6.49 tonight. Ooh. Here's the problem with Virginia right now. Virginia can play defense all the time. Their shooting is under question. They are the number three scoring team in the country, but they do not show it every game. That's my biggest my biggest lag on Virginia. And I think it's, you know, I wanted to share with everybody. So, you know, before the tournament started, I did a few bets, uh, futures bets on some of the teams in the tournament to see if they win the whole thing. And uh, I actually did throw down on German Marquez for baseball for the Cy Young Award winner. I threw down on him. Uh, Obviously, that's a long shot. I did get a a bet in uh, early enough on the Nuggets. If the Nuggets happen to win it all, which I know is not – no one would think that can happen. Boy, I'll win a lot of money if they hit that one off a small bet. Um, I took Villanova, JP, and unfortunately they didn't didn't produce for me because they had a real nice payout. Uh, Kansas Well, I I, would have pulled you out of that one. Well, you know, you got to take a shot on the big ones every once in a while. I I do still have – Michigan State alive. I do have Kentucky alive, Gonzaga, and Virginia. So I got four teams left with my futures bets. Uh, obviously, they pay different odds. I think Gonzaga pays about 70 bucks on the original bet. Um, Tennessee pays 95 uh, Michigan State pays 150 And the Kentucky pays, I think, 120 So Go Michigan State. Yeah, go Michigan State. That's who I'm rooting yeah, for. Definitely. Anybody but Duke, because I didn't bet on Duke. So, you know, because Duke was the only team – before the tournament started, to have a negative uh, odds bet instead of a positive. I, I almost have to laugh about that because all the, like, you know, bracket experts and, like, you know, nobody took Duke because every, they I think everybody thought that they were all going to take Duke. And so, like, it was like, hey, who do you take instead of Duke? Who do you take instead of Duke? And then I think it, I, I think it honestly had an effect on the overall – brackets not having as many people picking duke right well i think people were also not sure about zion you know i mean if he wasn't ready to rock and roll if he got fatigued if he went down or anything like that right and uh but he's 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 played very well so uh he's kind of the only reason that they're still alive as far as i can tell uh auburn versus kentucky i think will be probably the i think that'll be the closest game i think you got the two teams that are the most like running on all cylinders i guess you say or have the have the joints lubed up per- perfectly. Hey, they're just playing hot, yeah. Yeah, so I, I look forward to watching that game. And like I said, I have been sucked into baseball these first two days, and I haven't always been like that. And I'm telling you, having a fantasy team that looks good right from the start, it makes all the difference in the world. It makes it so much more exciting to watch baseball when you feel like you've got something rolling. And like I said, I mean, with the Dodgers hit eight home runs on opening day, that didn't hurt. So uh, that added a lot of enjoyment to my viewing experience. So um, before we move on to baseball, did you guys want to review anything else in regards to the March Madness? Uh, I'm trying to pull up the SEC standings right now because I believe Auburn beat Kentucky this year once, but I do not know that off the top of my head. Let me just is, pull this is, up real quick here. Is Kentucky in the SEC, or is that is that was that just a non-conference game? No, they're in the SEC. They are okay. No, yeah. they're both in the SEC. Uh, I the divisions in basketball compared to football. They're a little different. Um, man, I'm trying to find their schedule, and I, it's it's you pulling up I, all I, kinds I, of different games right now. Uh, here's what I'll say about the uh, the tournament right now. Because um, I only have about one more minute here until I have to go, and I'll be back at 10:30. I really like Michigan State. Make no mistake about it. Gonzaga's got a great shot because they have a weak bracket. And if you look on the other side, without UNC there and Auburn there, Kentucky-Auburn's going to be a great game because we've already seen it twice. Well, actually, I think we've seen it three times because I think they played in, in their SEC tournament. So um, up top, Purdue, tough team to figure out, guys. Really tough team. They got two bigs down there, 
And uh, they can hold their own in Big Ten play, but can they hold their own against Virginia with a lockdown defense? So that's all i got to say. i got to run. Thank you, guys. I will be back on at about, oh, say 1030-ish. You know what, JP is living the struggles of a porn actor. You know, you have to be ready when the director says. <laughs> I'm getting fluffed for a suit right now. I mean, I'm getting fluffed up for, for a shoot, man. Uh, let's go. <laughs> well, enjoy your uh, enjoy your shoot and uh, have a nice cocktail when you're done, and then uh, and then hop back on the show, and we'll we'll still be here, uh, probably still talking baseball by the time you get back. So you probably will be. <laughs> All right, guys. I will but- see you guys in just a little bit. Have a good have a good time out there, and say hi to. Uh, I don't even know any current porn stars anymore because the American ones are all ugly. Um, well, they used um, to be, let's see. I I, I always oh, like good Emma nice Jameson. Uh, Dude, she looks weird. She looks nothing yes, like the Jenna Jameson Howard Stern's private parts. She was a god see, I, on that movie. I mean, she was as hot as they get, and she looks weird now. Uh, I mean, I know she She's can hold weight and lost a bunch pl- of weight, but that but plastic that. surgery maybe. Yeah, her yeah. face doesn't even, doesn't look like the same person. Yeah. You know? Meg Ryan. See, I like you the know porn star. Yeah. You know what I like Abby J, so I'm not sure if I know which one Abby J is. Like I said, I just don't you I don't probably keep up don't. on You'd have to really anymore. search it. <laughs> Sounds like Mark's got his afternoon All right. plan. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark's looking at the computer already. Thank God for snowy day. Oh, you guys. Uh all right, JP. Good day to you, buddy. You're talking a little bit. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good rest of the half hour, man. Thanks. You got it. So Kentucky Wildcats beat Auburn both times. So okay, yeah, they they played twice. They beat them eighty. Oh, it's gonna start making noise. Um, well, it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. Very hard. Very hard. So they beat them. Where's that? Where'd it go? Where's? Oh, there it is. So they beat them eighty to. Th- 80 to 53. So that's Yikes. a pretty big butt whooping. Uh, the other game, they won if that's a ball, 82 too. to 80. So oh, real close. Really game. close. So I was that game a good in, Was that game in Auburn? It was. Yeah. Okay. It was. On the so road, the they didn't game, do as well. Yeah. So interesting. Oh. Well, fingers crossed. Do you know battle. where the game is being played today? Uh, Not without looking it up. Yeah. Just that curiosity well while you look that up i'll uh i'll jump into baseball here and uh man opening day guys uh came on thursday as we all know and it's one of my favorite days of the year uh i did not get to go to the rocky where i'm not be going to be able to go see the rockies uh their opening day is this friday their home oh, opener. Wow, they had a whole week and a half on the road. Yeah, they mm. started out on the road, but I think it's smart for you know Major League Baseball like to take cities like this because they, you know, they probably wouldn't have played last night had they had a game. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be quite. It'd be yeah. interesting. So I think they no, try to avoid these cold weather cities in the schedule in the early part of the season. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. I. Do you think it'd be harder to play in snow than rain because of the the visual I, factor? Well, I know I've done both, so <laughs> I, I've never played a game in snow. Yeah. Um, the well, the, the rain, the factor with the rain, obviously, the wet is kind of the real problem because you know the the base paths start getting wet, and that's when it starts to get dangerous with guys with their cleats on and slipping on oh, a bag. Yeah, outfield, yeah, the, or you the know, ba- catching the baseball, a, catching a cleat in the mud. So um, that was always quite a bit more dangerous, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depended on the snow, though. You know, like the I think it happened to me twice actually as a kid where we had snow blowing during a game, and you know our season was when I was real young was in the fall. And so, you know, it would be, you know, late October when we had like our playoffs and stuff and or early October, sorry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had a couple of snowstorms and I, yeah, I don't remember it being quite as difficult, although playing in the outfield was really difficult. I remember uh, trying to catch a fly ball out there and I dropped it. Yeah. I just seemed like, like you'd have to like squint and stuff because yeah. of the falling snow. And yeah. So unless you were wearing glasses, I don't think you'd be in good yeah, shape. Yeah. I think I caught most of the rest of the ones that came to me that game, but the very first one went right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me every time I play outfield because I have no depth perception. So that was back, back in the day. I was probably, because that was before I was a catcher. So, man, remember when you were young and it was easy to move? 
Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were just talking this week about how we're starting to have elbow issue. You know, Glory days. <laughs> right? We can just go back inside and, and chug a few brews. So I keep looking at the clock and thinking we're past the halfway point, and I forget we didn't start until 9.30. Right. Uh, and I keep wanting to jump on the uh, on the trivia question. Well, opening day. Yeah. So Jacob DeGrom, out-duel Scherzer. They both pitch great. Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, two runs over seven innings is nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But DeGrom, no runs. I mean, he is – well, he looks I, better than last year. I think he just told told us and told the world who the best pitcher in baseball is. Absolutely, and you know, I they were smart to lock him up. They've got him locked up now, and the Mets can't be as bad a hitting team as last year, right? No way. Not with all the additions they made. Right. They I mean, had. They who had did some, they bring in? They brought in Cano. A couple of trades. Jay where Bruce. They brought, yeah, Robinson Cano, Jay Bruce. They've got some. They got Do more. They than still that. have Cespedes too. Yeah, but I think he's hurt again. He's hurt again. I don't. Uh, yeah, for some reason I heard that he wasn't going to be playing for a while. They got to catch the know. catcher, uh, Ramos. Oh, they got Ramos. Okay, yeah. Ramos from the Cleveland, uh, uh, well, uh, Cincinnati, uh, Chicago. Is that where he was? He was in Tampa, I think, last year. Oh, he was in Tampa. Then in Washington, previous to that. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, another player the Twins had and let go, and then he got good. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, how good was, how good was David Ortiz before they let him go? Well, not that good before. He wasn't. Okay. No. It was not until he went to Boston that he, yeah. he blossomed in, yeah, behind they, Manny. After they let him go, yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, DeGrom, unbelievable. Um, he, I, It seems like he's almost had an uptick in velocity over the last two years. I, I think I did read that somewhere, that he's gone up over a mile an hour on his fastball. And now you played a higher level of baseball than I did. I don't, I never made it past, um, it was called majors. Uh, so basically like 10th grade, I think it was, or something like that, that we were done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I ever faced anything faster than 60 miles an hour. And that, I don't think I even saw that that often. Sure. What is the fastest you've seen <laughs> and how, how well can you describe the difference of one mile an hour on a pitch? Um, that's a great question. So as far as fastest pitcher I ever saw was a kid named Darren Ersted. Do you remember that name at all? Yeah, he's in the major league pitcher. He was a major league, but not a pitcher. He was a, he was a position player for the angels. Yes. First base or yeah, outfield. He played all over. Okay. But, he was uh the the point being is he was not a pitcher <laughs> in the major leagues right um but this guy he threw like i i suppose probably about 85 would be my guess wow really yeah and uh there was another guy and i did, wish did I could you get remember. a bat on the ball no oh okay. no nope. i try only tried once I only swung one time but no i did not hit it okay yeah uh he blew it right past me I just I don't even think I would it would be so hard if you hadn't seen that yeah to know how fast you have to react. I mean you have to start swinging almost like a within like a what one tenth of a yeah. second after it leaves I his think hand. The big problem was like you said is the contrast because even in high school baseball you know we probably had some guys that threw seventy seventy five you know on our team yeah. Um, so sometimes but you take batting practice against that. The, the, there's a huge difference from 75 to 85. Huge difference. Right. Well, I mean, think about some of the pitchers they talk about having the most devastating tr- change-ups, right? And they're like, because the arm angle and Max arm Scherzer. action looks exactly the same as the fastball. That's why Scherzer right? is so good. So, and, and a lot of times, those pitchers' difference is not more than like six or seven miles an hour but it causes t- hitters to be way off. Like sometimes they're shooting way out in front. Oh yeah. That's, and, and I think you only get that deception at our level or at that level, mm-hmm. you know, at the major league level. Like I think, you know, there's, th- there's kids that do it in high school and, and even a little younger than that, that are able to, but it's more not necessarily about the, the speed changes. It is the spin on the ball, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the curve ball is just something totally different to a kid you know, than a fastball. And the, you know, the changeup is something that 
you just don't really see because from 70 down to like 63, <laughs> it's not really that big a difference as like 95 to 90 would be. Right. You know, so I, so it's not as effective because you're not taking that much right, off. Right. Exactly. Or, or the, you're making it too slow, so it's too easy to hit. Right. Yeah. The point. Yeah. The point is, is the faster that the, the ball is coming in, the the more dramatic the change from mile per hour to mile per hour. Absolutely. I think, yeah, that yeah. would make perfect sense. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, facing, yeah, an 85 mile an hour fastball versus, you know, even guys that threw hard on our team through 75, Yeah. you know, so um, seeing that come across the plate was. And, and think about the fact that we're talking about these change-ups in the majors. The change-up is 87 miles an hour. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's pretty fast. Uh, yeah. It's just slow enough of I, the fastball to make you off get off your time i remember i was probably close to about 10 years out of high school and we went to uh, a batting cage like my cousins and i mm. and they had a fast pitch major league and they and it was 90 wow and we got into and not one of us even got a foul ball wow i mean you almost seem like you had to like start with your like the bat half cocked like right here you know and then just like just like you just, have to have slap an incredible at it. <laughs> quick twitch uh quick twitch re I mean, I I don't even understand because I would try to do that. Like you you could time it after the second time, like standing in there and be like, okay, here comes the pitch. But even though you knew when it was coming, you couldn't hit it. So you had to like anticipate it. Wow. You know? And so then trying to anticipate it, I was, I was out front a couple times actually, you know? Uh, but I never even, a jump I it. didn't even get a foul ball. We probably saw 200, 250 pitches between wow. the four of us. <laughs> I want to try that someday. It was fun. Just, I just mean, to try and get a bat on it. You yeah. Know? And, and this maybe even bunt it to just see what it feels like. Yeah. And it wasn't even, uh, uh, softballs. It was, it was, they were actual baseballs. So the small, the smaller ball. You yeah, yeah. 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 That definitely is. Uh, you can hit them harder, but they're, it's harder to hit because right less surface area. So yes. it looks like a little BB at that point. Oh man! So I guess it makes it feel a little. And it less... has some action on it. It was all spinning. Huh? Oh yeah. So it, it kind of makes you think like when you see that guy swing at that slider that's way out of the zone, you're like, what an idiot! Why is he swinging at that? You got to realize, man. Imagine what that actually looks like at, as a batter. Because I can tell you, like I said, I didn't even get that high up, but I remember facing this one left-handed pitcher, and I'd never seen a legit curveball. I had seen some balls that dipped. <laughs> yeah. I had never, I didn't know what a curveball was until I saw this guy throw it. Like a 12 to 6 type curveball. I ducked out of the way because I thought, thought I was going to get hit, hit in the face and I got called a strike. And there was kind of some people were snickering and I was like, what the hell was oh, that? Oh, yeah, that's happened. that happened to me a few times. And also, every person I had faced that had thrown any kind of a curveball was right handed. Yeah. And I'm left handed. So having a curveball coming from a left hander was just. It was the most wild thing I can describe. I mean, how much a ball can move. You don't even notice on TV how much it's really moving. Yeah. And that was, you know, like I said, at like, you know, 12, 12, 14, I think like probably 14 year old level or or 13 year old level. So, uh, yeah, just it's crazy. I was going to ask you. So let's say you were going to be a pitcher or your son, let's say we're going to be a pitcher and you had to focus on three pitches to have to try and be successful what three would you try to teach them or or learn yourself uh well i think obviously one version of a fastball whether that's a two Mm -hmm. seam a four seam you know a riding a rising a sinking whatever seemed to come more natural to the kid Mm -hmm. you know i would try to try to lean towards you know that would be my number one pitch because that's the go-to pitch right? right that's the one that's the easiest to control uh it's you know it's the it's the go-to pitch. So that, that would two be two seamer cuts backwards, right? Like a screwball. Yeah. So for a righty pitcher, when he throws a two seamer, it tends to like float back towards the right when he throws it over the plate. So if you're a right-handed hitter, we come inside it comes to in you. on you a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a fastball four seamer just goes straight. Rising ball obviously goes up. And not many people have those. Uh, Johan Santana, I think is the last person I remember that had a really good rising yeah, fastball. Yeah. And that's because, I mean, that, that's, that's tricky when it goes up. That's more deception than it is actual rise in the, in the pitch, I think. Ah. Yeah. So it's just, you know. Well, again, you don't have to be that far off to get a – I mean, a bat has to hit a ball square usually to get a hit. Yeah. Unless you get like a dying quail. You so know? here's something that's kind of interesting as a as a baseball player, too, is – it's hard. I'll kind of, I'll try to explain it as, okay. So there's a different, there's two or three different types of pitchers. Okay. So like 
when a guy throws a 93 mile an hour fastball, I've faced other guys that throw the same 93, you know, yeah, but it's heavier. It comes in heavier and it's hard to explain what I mean, but it like, it seems faster that, hmm. you know, so for whatever reason, if it's arm action or spin or, you know, they're just taller and closer to no, the, the plate, spin definitely makes a big, I, big I don't difference. know what it is, but there you'll see it. And you can ask any major league player that, you know, there's a guy that throws 97, but man, it's a heavy 90. Like he throws a heavy fastball and it seems like a hundred. And I think some of that also is because they throw a really good changeup. Mm-hmm. And so the contrast really stands out and that's kind of the go-to pitch is that changeup. Well, that's what made Pedro Martinez amazing. And was that his fastball was like 98, 99 and his changeup was like 83. Yes. Yes. So it was just like, it's Huge almost like an e pitch. And know? it looks the same. You know, right, so if right. it looks the same to the hitter and you have to prepare for 95 and it comes in at 83. Well, just, just imagine, even if you're slowing down your swing a little bit because the ball is slower, you know, you've already started your step forward. Yeah. Your timing is not going to be right. That just shows how good these hitters are if they still hit the ball out, you know. Oh, it's unbelievable. But, I mean, these guys, the talent on these players is just staggering. Yeah. You also, they're so much stronger than they look. I think because TV makes them not look as tall and big as they and mm-hmm. as posing, in, in posing as they are. Because, mm-hmm. man, those guys. I mean, I, I told you, I went to spring, it, when so. I went to spring training a couple of weeks ago, all of the guys were 6'6 on the mound. Yeah, all of right. Them. I mean, there was maybe one guy that was like 6'1", 6'1", 6'2". The rest of them, you know, easy 6'4", 6'5". Makes you wonder if, if you could jump ahead 55 years or 75 years or something like that, and they're still playing baseball, if, like, the pitchers would be, like, 7 foot. <laughs> right? I mean, like, maybe. we keep getting bigger, it seems like, but there's got to be there's got to be a, a max, right? I, I mean, there there has to be, yeah. At some point, yeah. so. Um, what's the thing? Oh, so your pitches. So what was your first pitch? So fastball, right? I think right. just but the traditional kind? four scene. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the easiest on a, on a person's arm. So and Cutter, is that the opposite of a two-seamer? Yes. Okay, so that one goes the opposite – or goes – cuts away. It's like, so it's like a, a slider. slider. It's okay. A, that's the Super best way to, to describe it. It's because it has a late break on it. That's mm-hmm. a big part of it. But it's also, a, you know, just a real subtle curve. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's a – so I, I would say there's three types of pitches that are all the same, and that's a slider, a slurve, and a <laughs> – and, uh, and a cutter. And a cutter. And – they all kind of have that same sweeping motion. So for a righty, you know, when they throw it, it crosses from right to left across right. the plate, right? So it's going away from a right-handed uh, hitter. Going away from a right-handed hitter. So, yeah, the cutter is a, is a heavier – it's a heavier pitch mm-hmm. and at late break where the slurve is actually almost a lot lighter. It's almost like a, a curve uh, right. slider. That's what – hence the name, Right. You know, but it breaks quite a bit and breaks early, you know, whereas, but it's that same, Randy Johnson's it's that same pitch. motion though, right? Where right. it's right to left. But when Randy, when Randy Johnson was at his best, he would have that ball and guys would be flailing at it oh, and it was near their like, his slur, like their, yeah, that was almost already at their knee. Yeah. And they were like, he had out a over slider the and a slurve. I didn't even know that. I just know his slider was, was wicked. Yeah. I mean, wow. It just like, people just looked baffled. Plus it was significantly slower than his. Well, and his delivery was unusual because he came from about, I don't know, 40, 45 degree angle. You know, yeah, he had a real. And like, he was so long. I mean, yeah. His arms were so long. Well, yeah, at six eleven. Yeah. So he was like, you take you take away one more foot. You know, it's like, hey, when you're talking about a total of sixty feet and six inches, taking away a foot of distance is a big deal. Well, especially you know? when you're already on a mound, it's almost like right. it's almost like he's standing on a second mound. Right. Kind of like seven four. Can up you on imagine that trying to hit a fastball or a if you're a lefty and you got to try to hit a, like a slider where the guy's standing. On two mounds, right? I mean, that's what it would seem like because he's that tall. Yeah. Plus, I mean, at least for the lefty, at least the slider's coming in on you. I mean, that's well, no, he was left-handed, wasn't he? So yeah, going away from it just seems impossible. Like you have to just swing at every pitch and hope he throws a strike. Dude, I'd probably (laughs) just bail out of the first of the way the first pitches dive out in the ground because I was afraid I was going to get hit. You know, just because or you just just stand in there and hope you get hit. You know, right. Well, and just maybe. take and just take the depends on what it feels like. I don't know. Man. Oh, I've, never hit, I've never hit by a ninety mile an hour fastball. Oh God, it hurt. 
I mean, I mean not, not, I've they, never been hit by 90. Ribs, uh, or break uh, Oh, ribs, yeah. So. I've been hit by 70, 75, and that is incredibly painful. Yeah. I mean, a baseball's hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, a softball's hard, but a softball ain't nearly as hard as a baseball. Not even close. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know if you've ever, if you've never felt a baseball, it, that thing, those things are dense. So, yep. um, got hit in the face by one one time, too. All right. But so, what, what were your other two pitches then? Okay. So, yeah. Great, great question. I, so, my number two pitch is a changeup. I think that, what kind of change? I think the easiest pitch and the easiest one to throw is a circle change. Okay. Um, which is basically gripping the ball with your three fingers at the top, your your middle, your it's like ring. making an okay sign. Yes, exactly. On a baseball. That, that's exactly what it is. It's an okay sign. So you make that with your hand, and then you grab the ball, and that that circle is kind of on the top of the ball. What that does is it kind of gives you some downward snap on the ball. And it also gives you a lot more friction. So you have, you know, quite a bit mile per hour off the pitch and you just try to throw it with the same arm motion. And I'm guessing that it's also like having the less fingers on it mm-hmm. does reduce speed because it, it, because it, it reduces spin. Don't you think? Well, I think the more fingers that you have on the ball, there's more friction. So it slows the pitch down. So when they're throwing the four-seamer fastball, you think you're just holding it with two fingers, basically. Yeah, the fa- any fastballs with two fingers. Multiple. So adding the finger, you think, is what slows it down. Oh, I guarantee by you. By getting the friction. Yeah, okay. that's why they called – they used to call a changeup a palm ball. Oh, I thought that was a different kind of changeup. Well, it is. Okay. But that was the, that was kind of the original changeup, was a palm ball. Gotcha. And that's what guys did, is they'd stick the whole ball right back, and they would grip it like, you know – like a can of beer almost, you know, mm-hmm. where you just grab the ball and you're using all four fingers on it. There's no kind of rhyme or reason to where they go. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a palm ball change up. That's the, I think where the, where it was born, you know, right. now the, uh, the, the circle change we were calling um, with the okay sign, that's another version of the change up. And I think for whatever reason, that's given guys the ability to snap that ball really good. You know, it's a little different than a palm ball. So I think there's more spin on a more control. Yeah, a little more control. And then an EFIS pitch is a, is a change up, but it's like a super change. But nobody really throws those. There's it's one a change guy, up curveball, though, because it, it goes really high up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then goes down. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that's curved better curveballs. Like some curveballs go side to side, some curveballs go straight up and it, down. It depends and on And a true curve delivery. should be a 12 to 6 drop. Yeah. But most guys do more of a 9 to 5. Yeah, if you want to watch a nice 12, 12 to 6 curveball, watch Clayton Kershaw. Oh, yeah. Kershaw's got a great curveball. Yes. Well, hopefully he still has it. We'll see. Sounds like he's progressing, though. They're yeah. saying that he's getting better. So, need to get him out there. Um, Urias hasn't gotten any starts yet, darn it. And I, I drafted him on, on that But hope. he still has two to go, doesn't he? Two what? I thought he still had two starts. Urias? Yeah. He wasn't showing any as of yesterday. Oh. Oh, okay. But maybe oh. he's got him now. I, I, that, Quintana still wasn't showing oh, any starts no, either. Oh, no, he's going to have two starts next week, I saw, Urias. Well, as long as, if he gets one start this week, I'll be happy, but they yeah. don't have him scheduled for one yet. So Yeah, I don't think he'll get one this week, but he'll get one this coming week, which yeah. is part of the first period. Oh, 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 the first period. Yeah, still yeah. part of the first period. Yeah. So you'll be all right. He'll get, he'll get one at least. I just want to see him, too, because he's, you know, he's kind of there. Her, they're stud in the, in the yeah. wings that they're waiting to have explode, you know? So... Um, so yeah, change up would be my second pitch. Mm-hmm. And then I think man, it just depends on like kind of the natural throwing motion of the person that I'm trying to teach, but it's got to be some sort of, you know, off-speed curveball or slider moving or pitch, yeah. yeah, moving pitch to deceive the hitter. Um so I I kind of lean towards a slider cuz I think it's probably not quite as hard on the arm as a curveball. Mm-hmm. So those would be my three. My, because my thought would be like for, I would want to be more about, not more about, but I would like, my reasoning would be for, for fastballs, I would have two of them and it would be, one of them would be a cutter. And the reason I would pick a cutter, Mariano Rivera and Kenley Jansen, both of them basically only throw cutters and they've been very successful. And so now that may, that, that may speak to the fact that maybe it's really hard to throw a good cutter and, you know, so maybe you can't just do it. You just have to get lucky and have if the right I, kind of hand or right arm. If I was a Roldis Chapman, I would have been on the phone three years ago to that, to the Mariano Rivera. You teach me how to throw that pitch. Yeah, right. Yes. Why wouldn't you? You know. Yes, that's if I that's that's what I would have done if I was a Roldis Chapman. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, I mean, Mariano Rivera did it 
14 years or something like that. And he was, I mean, he was always good. He never had a bad year. When he retired, he was still good. You know, sorry, I'm just kind of going off on anecdotes, but I, one of my favorite moments, and for some reason, it's just emblazoned in my brain, was watching an all-star game, you know, when I was probably in my 20s. And Mariana Rivera and Roy Holiday were like having this conversation. You know, and you could just kind of watch it. It was like pregame, you know, and I could just tell that they were talking. And they happened to interview Holiday, I think, after the game. And, you know, somebody asked him, like, hey, what were you guys talking about? You know, and he's like, oh, he's like, I had Mariano teach me how to throw a cutter. <laughs> and uh, I just always – that always stuck with me that pitchers, like, they that they do. Like, they go to other pitchers and ask, you know, like, hey, how do you throw that pitch, you know? And, like, they want to learn because, man, I mean, Roy Holiday was no slouch himself, obviously. No. Uh, the late Roy, Hall of Hall- the late Roy Holiday, uh, just made the Hall of Fame. But uh, yeah, I just that for some reason that was always like emblazoned in my memory. Um, I'm not sure why, but I thought that was really cool. I yeah. just thought it was really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so my second pitch, I, I was going to do a sinker, and I thought in today's game, where players are constantly trying to elevate their launch angle, yeah, what better pitch to have than a sinker where they're going to constantly be on top of it and giving you more ground out, ground ball outs. And I know people love strikeouts. I know that people want to strike people out. Hey, man, the more ground ball outs you get, the longer you're going into a game. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.